What is going on? I want to welcome you from a half court today with episode 30 of the podcast. I, of course, am your host, Sean Murphy, joined by the Marquette Hustle, my guy with the muscle, guy from three that you don't want to see. It's Troy Sergi. Troy, how you doing, my guy? It's a lot of nicknames, Sean, but I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. It is Victory Monday on Ohio State weekend after Michigan finally beat Ohio State at football. And listen, I, I don't I don't throw this term around lightly. Um, Ohio State, y'all can kiss my ass. Anyway, but today we have a beautiful episode. Go ahead, Troy. I saw a funny <laughs> meme that said when you get uh, your butt kicked by the school bully and then big brother comes in and kicks their butt for you. <laughs> it's kind of like what my Michigan state Spartans had to deal with. And then, Oh, that was such a cringy meme. I saw that meme as well. And, I and was then like, your Michigan so Wolverines stupid. came in. Sorry, girlfriend. Who's probably listening. This is from half court reach and every week, Troy and I sit down and talk all things NBA basketball. If you'd like that, of course, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now uh, over a hundred subscribers strong, but also be sure to follow Troy and I on Twitter at Sean half court at Troy Sergey 44 to join the conversation and be sure to share with your friends with that. Troy, let us dive in a lot of good basketball being definitely. Um, definitely. Let's start with the biggest story that came out today which is that Kemba Walker, who let's say has had an up and down career since leaving the Charlotte Hornets, fair fair statement, um, is now officially out of the rotation for the New York Knicks. Um, Tom Thibodeau confirmed to media that, quote unquote, for the time being, Kemba Walker will not be in the point guard rotation for the New York Knicks. This coming off of career lows in about every single category. He is scoring 11 points a game. He's He is not shooting well. He's getting three assists a game. He's shooting overall 44% from two, 41% from three, 42%, but nothing inspiring there. Um, just not really adding a whole lot, and it's not the greatest defensive guard either. So... Um, Troy, it feels like the beginning of the end for Kemba Walker. What uh, what comes to mind here with this next yeah, situation? I think you hit the nail in the coffin right there. I think, you know, this is the 10th year in the league. I think, you know, we saw the peak of him in Charlotte uh, with the Hornets and how he was playing at an all-star caliber level in, in mm-hmm. season and out. And uh, I think he just hit a wall. And unfortunately, I think that's a the 10 year mark, 10, 11 year mark is kind of where you have to prove yourself. Either you're still a reliable player in this league. You can still produce serviceable minutes for your squad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're not on the team that drafted you, uh, hopefully you're on a team that's contending and hopefully you can be a, a role player or, or a piece to a championship potential contender. That's kind of where all NBA players at the year 10, 11, 12 mark are going to be uh, unless you're, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer which I don't, I don't know if Kemba Walker fits that, uh, that title. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think, yeah, I think 
that's the first option. But the second option is, yeah, you just slowly plateau your way out of the league. And I see this happening, unfortunately, with Kemba Walker. So I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the fact that it's every guy at year 10 to 12. I think, I think it depends on like what stage, like as far as like their age and like what's going on. I mean, listen, Kevin Walker's 31 years old. You know what I mean? For a, for a star guard in this league, that's still pretty young. Russell Westbrook's 36 years old. Right. And he's, he's coming down the way he is. Is Russ 36 or am I way butchering that? I think you're slightly butchering that. Yeah, he might be 34, I, yeah. 35. Okay. Yep. Um, I think I'm butchering that. He is 33. I am way butchering it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, you know, so Kemba Walker is by no means old, right? Um, I think for him, honestly, a lot of it comes down to health. A lot of the injury issues he endured um, with Charlotte as well as in Boston. Um, it just felt like last season it felt like we were just waiting for Kemba Walker to come back and be that same guy and he never was um and it just feels like Boston made a pretty swift quick decision that they didn't want to have a future with him um and now it just felt like he was in this in this uh circumstance where he really had to come to New York and prove himself right um come home be in uh be in a high spotlight situation but also um you know, low pressure and, you know, it just, uh, hasn't worked. Uh, it seemed like, you know, he, he, I mean, especially when you're, when you're a six foot guard, um, you really require, you really require that quick burst to always be there. And if it's not there, then like, what's, what's the difference between Kemba Walker and Ish Smith? You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where I was getting at though, too, (laughs) you know, is you have, you, when, from what I have studied at the NBA, when you are on that kind of that that age gap there, you're either going to be an Ish Smith or a Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. or out Man. of the league or playing in China. That just sounds like the worst game show ever. Ish Smith or Russell Westbrook or is China. A, <laughs> is there a none of the above option? I'll take the none of the above option gladly. LeBron James is the none of the above option. All right. I'll take Kemba anyway. (laughs) um, But I mean, that just kind of speaks to what the New York Knicks have been this year. Right. Um, Which is uh, some of their parts really, really the highs are high (laughs) and the lows are tremendously low. I mean, let's, I mean, let's just call it the way it is. They sucked. Right. I mean, they lost, uh, uh, they lost three days ago to uh, Phoenix, uh, 117 to 97. Defensively, they're by no means the same threat that that we thought they were last year. Offensively, listen, this team has always struggled on the offensive end. Um, Kemba Walker be Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier being your solution mm. is never exactly a combination. I'm I'm inspired by to come and fix things. Yeah. Um, and you know, you just, you have guys all over this roster that like they fit the Thibodeau system, but like, you know, I just, it just feels like there's an overabundance of guards and your top two guys, let's just call it the way it is. Um, neither of them can use their right hand, which is, mm-hmm. um, RJ Barrett and, um, Julius Randall and Julius Randall. So um, you know, I don't know about you, Troy, but when I look at the New York Knicks, I think we were way too quick to praise what mm-hmm. was being done last year because I, I thought this being a fluke was absolutely obvious. And I feel like 
that's exactly what this team's been is an F L U K E fluke. Yeah, absolutely. And I think them starting off hot, maybe didn't help uh, that fluke cause either, but I think as you get into closer and closer to the mid season, Mm -hmm. uh, that those are those, uh, those truths become obvious and yeah, I mean, and their schedule credit, got harder too. Let's just call yeah, it the way it is. Yeah. But give credit where credit is due. I mean, they did, you know, push their way into a playoff spot, a, you know, fifth seed, I believe uh, last, last year, fourth um, seed, fourth seed, fourth seed. You're right. But um, of course was annihilated by the Atlanta Hawks and mm-hmm. Trey Young exposed them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, there was nothing there. Even, even then where I thought they could be underdogs. Mm-hmm. you know i mean they, they never really had even an underdog uh mentality to them or even an underdog characteristics as far as guys who could potentially make a playoff run they're kind of just like wow they kind of got a little lucky as far as how high of a seed they got yeah it feels like they're just middling out hoping for a for a free agent to come to their team um and so i listen i we got to give up on this narrative that the Knicks are going to be a free agent destination because they're just, they just haven't been. I mean, listen, if there's a team that should be, it's, it's the New York Knicks. However, you have the worst ownership in the league. Um, You have a revolving door of coaches, general managers, presidents, basketball operations, everything in the team is a revolving door. And so why, why are, why are people going to be motivated to come to this team, especially when, there's uh, guys playing over in Brooklyn in the name of Kevin Durant and James Harden. So, and uh, another really important thing, Sean, is no real general direction. None, none. Their their literal direction <laughs> is is waiting for a guy to come and save them. It's hi, Kevin. I'm your biggest fan. Um, yeah. Some people would say that Carmelo ruined the Knicks, um, and I would say those the Knicks ruined the Knicks. The Knicks are in the Knicks. Carmelo was just part of the flavor. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, whoever a good says way of putting that, it. Yeah, whoever says that, absolute casual, but also thanks for listening. Anywho, um, Troy, that's not all. We also received news today that Clay Thompson and James Wiseman have been assigned to the Bay City Warriors. Santa Cruz Warriors. Santa, Santa Cruz same hold thing. On. Yeah, that's the same. Is it okay? Hold on. Okay, it's the Santa Cruz Warriors. I thought their nickname was Bay City War. Anywho, we're we're not going to talk about it. Um, but listen, James Wiseman, Clay Thompson, both getting ready to come back from injury. Troy. I mean the big the big headline here, of course, being Clay Thompson. Troy, what do you think? about this move what 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 do you expect out of clay thompson coming out of injury it's a smart thing to do uh very smart mm-hmm. on the warriors staff i think to do that uh really well, it's kind of becoming the standard now right it's just guys right. going for rehab stints getting ready and going to the g league system to just prepare i mean mm-hmm. Kate did it his first week in the league Yep. Yeah. And I I think, yeah. yeah. And I think kind of the mentality, at least for those two caliber players, really your, your G league is going to be, you know, I guess harder or tougher than, you know, maybe a a high-end practice, but nowhere near the intensity of an NBA game. 
right it's really just getting back to the rhythm of it right right so it's it's going to be all about touches it's going to be about just running up and down the floor it's going to be about maybe just going running through a motion offense kind of thing too so Mm -hmm. you know defending uh just your your basic basketball things that that uh i think they're going to be using those two a lot for and i you know i expect a couple of three balls I expect um I expect a right. couple of three balls. I, I expect a couple of three balls, a couple of nice block shots by Wiseman, rebounds. I mean, I don't think we're gonna see, you know, a G League record of most points in the game or most blocks in oh, the game. Or, no, 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 but no. we're gonna see them recovering from rehab and getting back in the swing of things before they hit the NBA floor. It's it's really that simple, Sean. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, one hundred percent. It's really just there for these guys to get some practice really get some as close to game reps as they can get. Um, and, you know, just, uh, you know, not feel any pressure to come back super quickly. I mean, listen, Clay Thompson and the next month is going to be playing NBA basketball for the first time since June of 2019. Yeah. Um, crazy. So, you know, this guy, if there's anybody that deserves to take all the time they need to get back and to get right, especially after everything he's been through, it's Clay Thompson. So I agree. Um, I, I also am curious to see what James Wiseman is to this team um, because I feel like he has very little margin for error because there's a lot of guys that are playing really well that are filling his position that Correct. um that this team is looking to win now. And so if he doesn't come in and produce, then he's probably going to ride the bench this year, right? Or I would at agree. Least, or at least not be in the rotation nearly as much. So, um, you know, I, I think people are writing – are writing Wiseman off way too quickly. And I think that's a mistake. I think people forget how good the Warriors front office is and their development staff is. Um, what are you, uh, what is your thoughts on James Wiseman? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely big on him. I think he is a, uh, a piece, a, a piece to the big a puzzle piece. with the Warriors right now. I mm-hmm. think he's a strong role player, but I, I do kind of see that, you know, I, I think he does have to put up quick. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say it's a put up or shut up year, but he has to, he has to contribute to this team if he wants to find minutes and he has to contribute this team, uh, of course, finding a, finding a rotation spot. But I think the Warriors need him, you know, they, they need him to, to contribute. Uh, but on, what the Warriors have going for them is like you said, I think if he doesn't, um, you do have guys to replace them, but I think they would like him to be a key contributor to that team. Oh, of course. I mean, there, but there is also the people out there that, um, and this isn't me, um, but there's people out there that are saying that this is just great practice runs before he gets to go play for Washington by the end of this season, which, you know, listen, um, I don't like that. Listen, I think the wizards are never going to trade Bradley Beal. Um, the only way Bradley Beal gets traded is if he requests a trade, because listen, they both have just accepted. They want to be miserable and they want to be miserable together. And they have come to those terms. They, it is true fate. Um, the Washington wizards, we are talking about being uh, one of the best teams in the league. Um, they're currently at 13 and seven, which is okay, but yeah, they're going to slip. I, I mean, just they, listen, they are of all the teams of the league. They're the one that I just expect the collapse to be be there and to be ripe and to just be there yeah. for the picking. So, and I think um, we know that because they have nothing to make them not slip. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it is not it is not solid foundation and firm Correct. ground they're standing on. There you go. Um, yep. So that is definitely something. Um, but yeah, Troy. Um, 
the Warriors at this current time without Clay Thompson are 18 and two. Mm. <laughs> what? So to me, you know, a lot, a lot of us are kind of using this team as a comparison to the year they went 73 and nine, right. Which is the year before they had, um, before they had Kevin Durant come in. I mean, what other team are you going to compare them to? This is very akin to that 73 and nine team, right? Because they're, they're just blowing people out. Um, they're on a, they're on a roll. Um, and it's not like, it's not like they have all their guys. You know what I mean? Um, what about this team is so special? Like, like how are, how are they doing this to the casual eye? Someone that hasn't tuned into the warriors since Kevin Durant left, what would you tell them to, to pay attention to? I say a new and improved, a hungry, a, I did not expect this kind of year out of Steph Curry. I mean, Sean, he is playing incredible this season. He, I mean, you, I'm I, sorry, I, you I, didn't expect this out of him. I mean, I, I of course I, I, I did, but not, not an 18 and two star and him leading the charge. I really didn't Sean. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, listen, he, this was him last year. People, people aren't paying attention. Steph Curry, Steph Curry was amazing last year. Hold on, can I? Can, may I? May I pull up the? Stats you can do some quick? stats, but I'm still, I'm still blown out of the water by his performance this year and him leading the charge, at the Warriors this year. Steph to Curry. Me, Steph Curry. Yeah. 32, Steph Curry. 32 points a game last year. Steph Curry, forty-eight percent from the field. Steph Curry, 42% from the three, 57% from two. Steph Curry, 92% from the free throw line. Steph Curry, six assists a game. Right. But Sean, leading the charge, they weren't they weren't winning like they were last year. That's what I'm getting at. When they when they when they started when they started pushing the offense back in Steph's hands, they were. Towards the end of the season, when yeah, they got, and I, to the- I guess I wasn't paying attention when they were not going to make the playoffs and they were doing that. So sorry for being a casual on that on that topic. But again, uh, Troy, again, I'm just Troy, Troy, you don't have anything to apologize for. I hope you're not feeling. I hope you're not feeling exposed. You're fine. I just, I just love Steph Curry. I'm defensive. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyways, also Jordan Poole too. <laughs> big, big time production from him. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, it's guys like, listen, it's the guys like Jordan Poole. It's the guys, um, you know, it's the guys throughout this roster that are really starting to step up. I mean, Gary Payton, the second. Yeah. I mean, Otto Porter. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they're just getting phenomenal production all around. And now they're going to have Clay Thompson back in the lineup, who, in my opinion, could be the Clay of old very quickly. And you have a situation where uh, this team could be winning a championship again as soon as June. So, which is amazing to think about because to think of the Lakers, right? And, and their the roster Lakers. and, and the yep. hype around them, and also the Suns. And we'll get to them in a minute, but the Suns, man. And to think that as of today, I'm with you. If if your pick is the Warriors right now, too, to be out of the West, of course, remember we talked earlier about the Lakers, but. With Clay coming back, and 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 if if Wiseman can perform the way we know he's capable of with his potential, I'm not picking the Lakers anymore. If the Lakers keep this roster, they might not get out of the first round. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't say it, but I, I agree with it. <laughs> this roster, listen, I you don't have to say it. I'll say it for you. This roster is worse than last year's Lakers team. I'd rather have Dennis Shooter right now if I was a Lakers fan than, if, than having Russell Westbrook, especially on their money. People might have been laughing at the fact that Dennis Shooter turned down $90 million. I'd rather have Dennis Shooter at 90 than Russell Westbrook at 200 and, 250. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have... Um, I'd rather have a lot of that roster from last year, the one I'm currently getting. If I, if, if you tell me I get to have back Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Schroeder, if LeBron just gets to let loose this year and play point guard, I'd imagine Dennis Schroeder is better on this team this year. I'd, I'd mm-hmm. imagine he's better as a spot up shooter. I'd imagine um, keeping a guy like Montrez Harrell would be a lot better than what they have right now. Um, I mean, listen, they're pulling a lot of undrafted rookies or second round draft picks off the bench to play minutes right now. Um, they are, they are bad. They, they are a mediocre basketball team that, that if Anthony Davis is hitting his shots and LeBron is putting up 35 and Russell Westbrook is just staying out of the way, they have a chance, but which is amazing because Anthony Davis isn't shooting well very much right now. Well, He's yeah, really that's, well, yeah, and that's the other thing is, um, it's it's becoming abundantly clear that Anthony Davis is is not an alpha player. He is never going to be the best player on a championship team. He can be. He has the talent to be. Um, I'm not saying he's not that. I'm I'm not saying he's not that guy from a talent perspective. Um, I am saying he is not that guy from the from the perspective that. He is just playing timid basketball. Um, Isaiah Stewart. Or, or, I mean, I mean, listen to this. A guy that is so reliant on his three-point shot. He's shooting 20% from three. Um, a guy who um, is super, super dependent on that jump shot. He shoots 56% inside the, inside the three-point line. Imagine how much more efficient, how much better his game would be if he just committed to banging down to the post and occasionally shooting a three. But I mean, listen, I understand the guy played point guard um, up until his junior year of high school because he grew seven inches. But I mean, listen, you're, you are objectively a better player and your team is objectively better when you don't shoot the three and when you play center. And he doesn't do it. He does it in spurts, not consistently. Um, Troy, what uh, what have you thought watching the Lakers this year? What is, am I far off? What uh, what are your thoughts with with watching this team? Yeah, I can't believe we've gone on this rabbit trail, but I think it's, it's an important one. Um, yeah, again, I we knew it was coming with Russ, right? We knew it was coming with that. Uh, clearly LeBron is aging. Unfortunately, he's still playing decent basketball. I'm going to give him credit there. He still has a heck of a burst to the rim. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he's not the LeBron James we grew up watching. Right. Um, and Anthony Davis three point shooting has been, um, exactly how you described. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought they'd be a little bit better. But I guess the pros are, you know, I think they move the ball somewhat well. I think their spacing on the court is fine, Um, but that's not going to win you a championship. Also, that spacing gets worse when Russell Westbrook gets to the playoffs. Right, right. 
So, yeah, I mean, they have they have some shooters. You know, they, they can win games, but they're not the team that I expected, and they're not – they're not a championship contender in my opinion right now. So if, if the playoffs were to start today, the Lakers would be an eighth seed and they would be around. Uh, they would be one spot below the Minnesota Timberwolves and they would be one spot above the Memphis Grizzlies. So if that, if that tells you that that's where that team's at, with that caliber of of with that caliber of star names on that roster, um, and here's the thing: this team doesn't get better. There, there's no, there's no light at the end of this team's tunnel. There's just not. Um, so those who are expecting it, okay, have fun riding that horse. Um, speaking of a horse that has been worth riding, the Phoenix Suns. We talked about them a moment ago. I actually just did a video that came out uh, yesterday as this episode comes out. Um, so check that out. The Phoenix Suns are currently 17-3. and three. They are on a 15-game winning streak. Um, holy crap, Troy. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, they are... Um, they are fourth in pace they are fifth in offensive rating and they're third in defensive rating so as good of a team as they are offensively even better on the defensive end um why did we count this team out so quickly the aging chris paul listen man people keep doubting chris paul go ahead Career high in assists he's averaging so far this year. It's amazing. Think about that, Sean. Think about what you just said. Chris Paul having his career high in assists this season. Yeah, correction. He's, it's like third, but still. Okay. Still, third. <laughs> still, still. I mean, listen, like his, his, his two best years were his third and fourth year in the league when he was 22 and 23 he's 36 now mm-hmm. um listen yeah y'all can doubt chris paul if you want to um i personally don't play that game um because i i know better and he really just unlocks that team you know what i mean like devin booker makes his game easier and, and also let's just talk about the fact that the that, that the robert sarver allegations happened during this time and that and that the everything leaked about that, the, the investigation is currently ongoing. This was supposed to be a huge distraction to derail the Phoenix Suns. They've won 15 straight. Yeah. So championship teams, what do they handle well? Adversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they could get to a point where they could face the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Troy, you asked me earlier if the Golden State Warriors are my favorites. This is my one, this team is my one hurdle for the Warriors right now. Mm -hmm. If I were to say what their biggest hurdle is going to be, it's got to be the Phoenix Suns. Because listen, it's not, even though the West might be strong, the, the West might be weaker as a conference, 
I'm not inspired by a whole lot of teams right now as far as the East, as far as who can compete with these teams for a championship. So um, I think I think the Western Conference Finals, if it comes down to Devin Booker versus Steph Curry. Inject that into my veins, Sean. Oh, my goodness, inject it into my veins. But, Troy, what uh, who you got? Who you got in that series right now? Golden State. How many games? Seven. Okay. I respect it. Who uh who you think's the biggest X factor in that series? Because to me it's Wiseman. Because listen, think about it. Aiton is a force down in the paint. Golden State, if they're not gonna be able to get anything down by the rim they're not gonna be able to get anything easy and they're getting forced into tough shots that's a rough day right deandre ayton he holds it down if, yeah uh, I, that's probably wild. gonna be my two my, my number two factor but you know it, it plays a shooter's game so i'm gonna have to go clay thompson just to counter that I'm so excited for Clay to come back. I am because so I mean, excited for Clay to come back. We know what we're getting, but we don't know what we're getting because right. of how long he's been out. But we right. we also know what he's capable of doing. So I guess for me right now today, Clay Thompson's my X factor. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Absolutely can't argue with that. But hey, we're gonna have a whole lot of time this year watching these two teams get better and develop. And quite frankly. I think uh, I think we're gonna have a great season coming up. So. Yeah, I mean, we knew that going in though, too, Sean. You know, there's just yeah. there's so much talent. There's so much talent. Yeah. And, and to think about kind of the predictions when we're doing the report cards back this summer, like the we hit the nail with the Celtics too, mm-hmm. and some of those Eastern Conference teams, and, and even like the Timberwolves. We did, you know, Atlanta, like. We're kind of we're kind of seeing that play out now, and I think where we're at right now in the season, of course, nothing's finalized, but we at right. least can see the pace where things are going, and um, you know there, there's exciting players to watch on every team. Every team mm-hmm. has a good player that's yeah. worth watching, yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I just think yeah, as far as coaching, as far as management, uh, we're kind of seeing what we somewhat knew we were going to see, but of course. Yeah. You know, there's still a time and a place to talk about the, um, you know, things we weren't expecting. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Troy, before we get to your segment, I do real quick want to touch on the Detroit Pistons road trip that we are currently on. The longest road trip of the season, the road trip from hell where we go uh, to the West Coast. And so we uh, we just got our butts kicked in L.A. two nights in a row. Uh not to say i wouldn't call our second game but no, we had no, a good fourth no, quarter comeback. no we had a, we had a solid game against the lakers um only only lost by four hey heck of a heck of a game there um troy how many wins do you think we're getting on this road trip let me uh let me let me show let me show what our next games are okay let me let me tell you so we got at portland nope at Phoenix. Nope. At home against Oklahoma City. Yep. At home against the Wizards. Mm. No. No. <laughs> at the Pelicans. Yeah. At home against the Nets. 
No. At the Bulls? No. At the Pacers? No. And at home against the Rockets? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be rough, man. Um, what did uh, what do you think of Kate Cunningham? Yeah. Last couple yeah. Games? How have you felt about Kate's play? Yeah, love his uh, production to the four. I think you can tell at some spurts, though. He's definitely had some rookie mistakes as far as turning the ball over. And, you know, mm-hmm. some of the, I'm not going to criticize his shot selection, but, you know, I think trying to shoot a three over Anthony Davis might have not been the smartest thing in the world last night. Uh, and just, yeah, some of the, yeah, some of his shot selection, I just, I think he'll get smarter. I'm not saying they're bad shots, but he'll just develop that more yeah. as, as he gets, uh, up there in his his career yeah. uh but i like him i mean every game sean even if he has a low production game i'm still convinced he's the right choice over jalen green oh yeah 100 100 he's been a blast um pistons are currently on a six game losing streak so let's hope mm-hmm. we can turn it around um hey we're uh we are firm in that top five draft pick position but oh, we yeah. are also we're also not the worst team in the eastern conference anymore Nope. Um, that, that award is comfortably going to go to the Orlando Magic by the end of the year. Also, Jalen Suggs uh, is going to miss significant time for them. Um, but I'm an Orlando Magic fan. Maybe I think it's for the best because he uh, had a very, very rough start to his rookie year. So mm-hmm. here's to hope he can turn that around and get healthy and have a better career than he was showing so far because yikers on bikers. But with that, Troy, it is time. For us to head over to from Mount Rushmore. What do we talk about today, Troy? We're not quite doing Mount Rushmore today. We're going to start a new five-part series that's very similar to what we did a couple months ago with Legacies. Uh, we did mm-hmm. Legacies last year, and it's going to be very similar uh, to, to this week, but we're going to do a little twist on it because uh, we're just so excited about our Detroit Pistons, right? Uh, and we're going to do a Detroit Pistons legacy. Now we're going to have three rules. Two are going to be pretty much the same as the last. One's going to be the opposite of the, the, the third rule. And that rule is going to be they cannot have made an all-star game. All right. So no all-star players are allowed to be on this list. They had to have been a member of the Detroit Pistons from 2000 to 2021. And they currently cannot be on any NBA roster today in 2021. Okay. Are you ready to see who we're talking about today? I'm ready. Are you dying? We are talking about CV31, Charlie Villanueva. I'm sorry. You want to start a new series about legacies. And you want to start this with Charlie Villanueva. Didn't say it had to be good legacy, Sean. Okay, good. I'm glad because listen, his legacy's terrible in the city of Detroit. He's, yeah. he, he was the true end of an era. Mm-hmm. He was he was the worst signings that we've made in the past 15 years. He was brought in supposed to replace Rasheed Wallace, that kind of caliber play. Oh my God. Gosh, first of all, ugliest player to ever play in the league. That's fact. <laughs> that that melon he had of his. So, oh my goodness. Just so pasty and just he looked like something you made on like a PlayStation 2 version of 2K or like you just went for like the goblin creative player. 
in my player. Um, Sean, but- he has a physical disability. <laughs> Please tell me you're lying. Alopecia Domano? All right, so we are cutting all of that out of the podcast. <laughs> Santa got to listen to me get canceled. Um, all right, let's start over. Charlie Villanueva, you want to start with him? I do, Sean. I do. Didn't say it had to be a good legacy. So let, let's talk a little bit, Sean, about why we brought him in. You know, you mentioned it's supposed to be the replacement of Rashid Wallace. Um, you know, this guy was a college phenom with Ben Gordon, another guy we came, that came in uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, with with him. Um, and, and he was a guy that was a very much a production player in Milwaukee beforehand. Uh, he wasn't a superstar. There's nowhere near uh, we he was caliber of the player that we paid him to be. Uh, we knew that going into this. But I guess what I'm looking at is, you know, he's a guy in a free agent market. You know, we're we're trying to rebuild, but also have the win now mentality in this 2009, 2010 season. They want so, to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. So I guess for you, Sean, try, 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 try to put yourself in Joe Dumar's shoes uh, in 2009, bringing in Charlie Villanueva. Oh, I see his shoes. I know what he was trying to do. Um, the problem is, is that it so obviously didn't, wasn't going to work. I mean, um, first of all, he was signed in on $50 million, right? Mm-hmm. Um, five years, $50 million alongside Ben Gordon literally was supposed to be a um, massive deal for a franchise. Um, first of all, never started more than 16 games in a season for Detroit. Um, and that was his first year. Um, he only played 13 games in the year 2011, 2012. Um, he played in, he, he played in, 69 games and started zero in 2012, 2013 played in 20 in 2013, 2014. So, so he, he very quickly and abruptly fell apart in the mass in, in the last half of his contract and the vast majority of his contract, by the way. Um, and on top of that, he didn't have that muscle mentality to being a Detroit player. Right. Um, he, yeah, like he like he was a fan favorite, maybe. Um, there's that one guy that, that got the tattoo of Charlie Villanueva. Shout out um, to that guy. Actually, he, he, not shout out to that guy. That's weird. Prayers to that guy. Prayers <laughs> to that guy because that's just uh it's just painful. Um, but yeah, when I look at this team, there's just a lot that um and, and then when I just look at his time in Detroit, there's just not a lot I can point at and say I had fun with that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And he was a guy that could somewhat stroke the three and I think play post. He was like a very much poor man's, a very poor man's Rashid Wall. So I think that was a good comparison. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad comparison, but it's at least somewhat of uh, trying to replace, but did a yeah, poor job. Maybe Dumars just thought he could have developed him into that kind of player. But yeah, um, but yet again, they really didn't want to develop anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Ben Gordon signing just didn't feel like that had any vision toward that. That's just the thing. It's just like Joe Dumars, like he just, it just seemed like, you know, with Tom Gores, he really had to learn mm-hmm. the hard way 
that the only way that you win this league, win in this league is by having a clear direction and starting over fresh. Um, right. So maybe that's just a big piece of the, of, of the reality is just that we have a guy that just needs to, um, how do I say it? But do, do you get what I'm saying though? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do. I do what you're saying. Yeah, I think yeah, like he, he just needed to learn the hard way of what happens in this league when you don't have that culture and you don't have a clear vision and direction and a roster that fits it. I think it's absolutely. And then moving a little bit past Detroit, you know, he signs mm-hmm. with Dallas. I don't know how many years, maybe three years. With he played Dallas. there one year. Oh, just one, just one. Mm-hmm. Okay. He plays for Dallas for one year and similar story just doesn't, doesn't put up those numbers. Uh, I think maybe he found more of a home there because it's where he, I believe that that was the last team he was on. And oh, he was there for two years. My mistake. Two, two. That's what I thought. I knew it was a little bit more than one, Um, two years. And I, I think, I don't think he in any way redeemed his NBA career, but I think he at least didn't end on a sour note because I feel like when you bring in a player with that amount of money, and with that high of an expectation, like he was in Detroit and he didn't fill those shoes, I think that can lead with a bitter taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that Dallas thing may have been good for him, even though he yeah. didn't produce much. I mean, um, listen, he, he, listen, he was a, he was a decent role player, like towards the end of his career or like, you know, mm-hmm. just in his career in general, but like Detroit didn't pay him to be a decent role player. They paid right. him to be one of their pillars and yes, yeah. it's, it's not a pillar. Just isn't. Right. Right. And I, and I think that's, I think the greatest legacy of Charlie Villanueva is brought in to be a pillar, but nothing about him was or is ever a pillar to your franchise. And I think that's something that, you know, maybe we can learn a lesson, not just for the Detroit franchise, but for other franchises too, of, of, Hey, don't expect a player to be the caliber player you want him to be. If he hasn't shown any effort or past performance production that makes you think that that's that's i think the greatest lesson we can learn from yeah the charlie villanueva signing and the, the time he spent in detroit so absolutely well yes. troy you know it is a pillar the podcast from half court in your schedule or each and every week troy and i sit down and talk all things nba basketball if you like it be sure to like this video on youtube subscribe to the channel over a hundred people strong and of course Be sure to share with your friends. Leave a positive rating on the podcast services that you also love and choose. You can follow myself on Twitter at Sean Halfcourt. You can follow Troy on Twitter at TroySergi44, where you can continue the conversation with us all throughout the week. We want to thank you so much for watching, and we will catch you next time from Halfcourt. Be sure to subscribe.